Welcome to the Transfer Nation Videocasting Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Dr. Heather Adams, Senior Program Manager of Transfer Initiatives at the Aspen Institute's College Excellence Program. Transfer Nation aims to create a network and community of educators who work with and advocate for transfer and post-traditional college students. Our mission is to build community, transform culture, and empower success for transfer educators and students by sharing resources and celebrating all things transfer. All right, everybody, welcome to Transfer Nation. I am thrilled and excited to have Zuleika Bravo here today for our very first student-facing episode. What? Come on now. So we're really excited to start um, having students uh, on our podcast to really learn about the transfer student experience, what is inspiring their transfer experience, some of the hurdles they've faced, some of the incredible experiences they've had. Just learning a little bit about everybody's transfer story, I think, will help spread transfer awareness globally. Plus, it's just really interesting to know about people's personal narratives and and how they, why are they doing what they're doing, why it's important to them, and getting inspired by, uh, by their story a little bit. So thank you for being here. We're so excited to hear a little bit about your story today. Do you mind introducing yourself to everybody? Yeah, of course. Thank you, Heather, for having me here today. My name is Suleika Bravo. I transferred from Ansel Valley College. I am a first-generation student. I'm also a non-traditional student. I'm a parenting student. I'm also Latina. Um, and I am a third-year transfer or a fifth-year at UCLA. Boom. I love it. Thank you for sharing. So I'm going to ask you to describe three specific inspirations in your life. And that can be moments, people, programs, circumstances, epiphanies, just three inspirations in your life that were foundational to your transfer experience. Well, definitely I would have to say that the first event would be the birth of my daughter. That really did honestly change the trajectory of my life because before her, I was just working all the time. I was just working regular jobs. And the aspiration of going back to school was sort of not necessarily taken away from me, but it was just not there anymore. And as soon as I had my daughter, she was the reason why I decided to go back to school. Yeah, definitely. I I honestly, every time I talk about my daughter, I always say that she changed my life because if it wasn't for her, I don't don't know if I would have that motivation to go back to school and not only change my circumstance, but change her circumstances as well. The second one was after I entered into community college, although it was tough, I had a lot of professors who saw something in me that I never saw in myself. And there was this one particular professor, and I'm going to name him, <laughs> Professor John Vento. <laughs> he, he really pushed me to a point where I believed in myself. And if it wasn't for him, I would have never applied to UCLA. He is a UCLA alum. <laughs> 
and he reps UCLA all the time. If you wear blue and gold in his class, you get extra credit. <laughs> yes. And um, funny enough, the first time I applied to UCLA, I was denied. I did not get in. Yes. <laughs> and if it wasn't for him pushing me to stay another year and reapply, I don't think... I don't think I would have been at UCLA today. He really pushed me through that one year. I, I, it was really hard for me because I was really depressed because I didn't get into my dream school. But he pushed me to take extra classes with that one extra year and reapply, and I was accepted on a full ride. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I am forever grateful for him pushing me to believe in myself and to keep going, and not only for myself but for my daughter as well. The third one is after being accepted to UCLA and, you know, going to orientation and just feeling out the atmosphere, I, I had this feeling that I didn't belong. I had this, I had imposter, you know, imposter syndrome where I was like, I, everyone's here super smart. I don't belong here. But when I found my community of parenting students, as students with dependents, that really helped a lot. Just finding that community finding people who were going through the same things as myself and just supporting each other, you know, having like play dates or having study sessions where our kids will play together. That made my first year of UCLA so, so fun and so enlightening. Like it was just, it was just amazing to have that type of support at UCLA. Oh my goodness. Thank you for sharing those things. I didn't know those things about you. I love it. Um, so I want to delve in a little bit on a couple of things, if you're okay with that. So your daughter being, so the birth of your daughter was college something that prior to that you talked about, you fantasized about, was it part of your kind of trajectory in, 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 in any way? And then how did that become, how did you find the community college and how did you kind of make that decision? Like, I'm, that's so cool that she was the inspiration, the nuts and bolts of it though. How did you find your way to that school? It's a really good question. And I think it starts in high school. In high school, I wasn't that good of a student. <laughs> I did graduate though, <laughs> but something that really got me was my counselor. My counselor, I was talking about colleges with my counselor. And instead of trying to like motivate me or encourage me to go to college, she said, let's just get you to graduate. Let's start with that. And for me, talking to my other friends at that time, they were being encouraged to go to, you know, different colleges that I've never heard of. I wasn't even, I was, sorry, that's my daughter. <laughs> I wasn't even aware of the UC system. I didn't know anything about that. And so for her to tell me, let's just get you to graduate, really made me feel like, oh, I'm not college material. After that, I just started working to support, to help my family. So that's honestly like where it kind of all started. I was taking community college courses, but only because some of my friends were taking community college courses. It wasn't something that was, you know, serious. I was just taking it just to be with my friends. But I was doing well. I wasn't a bad student. 
I just feel like I didn't have that, that motivation. But something you don't know, <laughs> I'm actually a certified paralegal. <laughs> I went, yeah. Oh my goodness, I'm learning so much about you right now. This is fabulous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in order to get, you know, more money to help my family because my father was in an accident at his job. I, I went to, I went back to school, but I went to like a private charter school and I was certified as a paralegal and I started working at a law office. And the reason I was working at a law office is to kind of get some more information on, you know, how the law works so I can help my father during his, his accident. And it was some stuff that he had with work. And that inspired me, working in the law office really inspired me to, you know, seek some type of career in law. But because of financial reasons, I had to just keep working. I had to pick up like two jobs and it just, by the time I wanted to go back to school, I just, it, I didn't feel it anymore. The motivation, I, I kind of felt like I was just drowning in financial insecurity and just you know a whole bunch of things that my family and I had gone through I was working in property management as well so I was leasing apartments and I was looking over contracts and that's when I found out I was pregnant with <laughs> with my partner We're, we've been together for 11 years now having my daughter like literally like six months after having her I quit I completely quit my job and I was like I can't do this anymore I need to go back to school and my partner is actually the one who pushed me he was like you need to go back to school I'm like that's what you want to do yeah he's like you want I, he's like I see that you want to do law you want to do all these things so go back to school and so he pushed me to go back to school and that's sort of how I ended up going back to school at ABC yeah just really taking it serious I was like I'm not playing around this time I'm going to take this serious I'm going to get through this and I was out of I was out of college for like five years, but yeah, I, having those you know those experiences really pushed me to be serious about um, my education. Beautiful, I love it. And it sounds like communities of support and you know, a really supportive partner. And then you also talked about this professor. So this guy sounds amazing. I have to meet him. Give me his name again. John Vento. Okay, so have you told him how inspirational and impactful his words and support and guidance were to you? Not really. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he knows because I always give him updates. I'll email him every now and then and say, hey, I've been doing this now. And then he's a really big like football fan. So he's like, hey, go watch some football or something like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's aware of how impactful like his support was at that time. Wow, it's amazing how how people have that kind of um, influence in your life, isn't it? You know, I also love his school spirit and reminding you to like also enjoy just that that essence of college and sports and the experience. That's cool. Okay, so you mentioned community. Uh, and finding your community. While you knew about the resources because you'd heard about them, how did you build a community at UCLA? How does one how does one do that? Or how did you do that? How did you find it? Honestly, speaking to different people, um, 
like I said, I was very intentional on where I placed myself or who I reached out to. The One of the reasons I found out about student government is because I, I initially had applied to work in one of the offices. And funny enough, I applied to work in the office of the president. And then I also applied to be with students with dependents. And I heard from students with dependents first. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to, <laughs> I'm not going to be in USAC. And so I decided to focus on students with dependents, but being in that space, there were students who were involved in student government and speaking to them and just getting to know like how student government worked, what type of platforms they had, or, you know, how to connect with different people. I started with that. And then again, voicing the issues that I saw speaking to other parenting students. So honestly, getting out of my comfort zone and, you know, speaking to other students and seeing how they can help me, but how I can help them as well. So we end each of our interviews with these general questions. And I, I actually think you just gave a really uh, incredible tip or, or a bit of insight to a, current, to a current student. But if you had to give one tip or insight to a student interested in transfer, say, um, what, what might that be? Definitely, like I said, (laughs) get out of your comfort zone and speak to different people, especially your professors, because they can definitely guide you to where, you know, where you want to go and where you want to transfer to, because a lot of them are alum. And lucky enough, I had that opportunity. Exactly. Perfect. I love that's one of my favorite tips or insights is just getting out of your comfort zone. I mean, that's kind of the point, right? That's why you're, you're, you're kind of going on this journey. That's why you're entering into higher education. So that's wonderful. Okay. So one thing that you wish educators and by educators, I mean, faculty, administration, the decision makers, the staff at the school, what is one thing you wish educators knew about the transfer experience? Definitely that. Not all transfers have the same, I guess, like background. Just acknowledging that you have a transfer in, you know, in your classroom means a lot. Um, There have been times where we get the general, you know, the general comments from professors where like, well, y'all, everyone's too young to remember this or, you know, you, yeah. And I'm like, well, I mean, I've had experiences. I'm, I am pre-law. I have done this. I've done that. So, <laughs> so I think just acknowledging that not all of your students come from the, you know, the same path. We all have different um, cultural backgrounds. We have different career backgrounds, different life experiences. And I think just to acknowledge it for a second means a lot. Hallelujah to that. If I have to hear one more professor say, like, nobody in this room remembers what a phone book was, and you're like, oh, my God. All right. (laughs) So, yeah, I feel you on that. So in our effort to end community college stigma and to kind of just get rid of any of this negative to your thoughts, I would love to know one thing that you wish sort of society or your family or your friends or anybody who is kind of outside in your larger ecosystem. I wonder what you wish they understood about transfer. I would say that I see it as a second chance, honestly. Um, to see this type of education, community college as 
an opportunity as a second chance to bettering you know your life situation and not and not just bettering your life situation but also maybe to a better career path or to just getting more information understanding the world just a little bit more um, I feel like community college is so crucial to just learning about different fields learning about um, you know different cultures it's just so <laughs> it's so encompassing that I don't know why it would seem as a stigma when it's there's just so much to gain from it and I think that everybody can benefit from it. Beautifully said. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your transfer journey and your life journey with us at Transfer Nation today. Um, I am just thrilled that we get to work together and that I get to know you. So I really appreciate your time and your energy and your beautiful story. Thank you, Heather, for having me. Thank you so much for listening. To continue the transfer conversation, be sure to join the Transfernation Facebook group at tinyurl.com slash wearetransfernation. You can also follow us on Instagram at wearetransfernation and on Twitter at transferpride. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at tinyurl.com slash tnationtube. If you have ideas for future episodes of the Transfernation videocast and podcast, please email us at wearetransfernation at gmail.com. We can't wait to continue celebrating all things transfer with you. And as always, in Transfer Pride. Transfer Pride.